0: the prophetic imagination station podcast. We analyze evangelical media mostly from the 80s and 90s. This season is the 7th season and it's called I Went to the Movies
1: Without You. Well, he- hello everybody. I hope you enjoyed our first episode about Christian movies. What are we calling the season again?
0: I went to the movies without you.
1: I went to the movies without you. There we go. And, uh.
0: Which is a title that reflects the current state we're in. Which is.
1: <laughs> and you that- forgetting the title already. Also yes. reflects. Yeah, so I went to the movies without you this week, Crispin. Mm-hmm. Uh, where- Last
0: time when I went, uh-huh. I
1: was all alone. Yeah.
0: Were you all alone?
1: No. There was four other people in my theater, and...
0: Wow. They
1: were all elderly lesbians. Awesome. All for them and me, which we'll get to that. You know, why that is. is. Um, But yeah, so just to recap, you and I are just going to be talking about a bunch of Christian movies, a lot, which are coming out in theaters, which we know not everybody feels comfortable going to. Mm -hmm. We barely feel comfortable going to them, which is why... We go to these matinees or there's hardly anybody there. Um, yeah, but then we're also going to do a few other kinds of Christian mm-hmm. films. And today, it's almost like a two-for-one, Crispin, because I went and saw The Eyes of Tammy Faye in the theaters. That's the movie I saw. But... You know, that movie is based off of a documentary of the same name, which makes it very confusing to Google things. Isaac <laughs> Tammy face That came out in the year 2000. Now, you have not rewatched the documentary, but you and I watched it a bunch back in the day. Mm-hmm. Which, in like
0: 2011. Which I think
1: we should talk about that. But mm-hmm. first, I want to say, do you remember watching... The documentary, The Eyes of Tabby P. Because the movie that's on the theaters now is not a documentary.
0: I don't remember a lot. I just remember her affect, like the way that her face looked being very, like, striking. Like, this is a person that's sort of, like... On a different plane. That's the only thing that I remember. Only thing.
1: So why do you think I was so into it? Because I was the one who was into it. it right. And I like made our church community group watch it. Who did? I made a bunch of people yeah. watch it. I
0: mean, it wasn't our tr- church. It was just kind of oh, like whoever like a, wants we had to like come a over. a
1: documentary club for a while. Uh-huh, just yeah. so I could show people documentaries yeah. I was I think really it
0: into. ran two months.
1: Yeah. That sounds like me. Anyways... So I made everybody watch the eyes of Tammy Faye, mm-hmm. but you don't know why.
0: I can't remember. I just think that there's something about it. I in in my mind, it just felt fascinating that this uh, that this televangelist became a, if I'm remembering right, like an icon for drag queens. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I, I think...
1: But that's not really what the documentary is about. In my
0: mind, that's what I... I just remember you being like fascinated. Okay. So tell me, what was it that drew you to the eyes of Tammy Faye? Yeah.
1: So first, let's talk about the documentary, which okay. came out in the year 2000. And, um, you know, I was really into it. Yeah. I think I discovered it somewhere around 2010, 2011. Yeah. I feel like it was before we had our child. So maybe even 2009. Mm, okay. And, you know, we had just graduated from Bible college, and here is this documentary about Tammy Faye Baker, who was, like, a very famous televangelist. Now, the rise and fall of Jim and Tammy Faye was kind of – the. Old, here's, here's something. Here's how it was on my radar as, like, a pastor's kid growing up all over, like, the western part of the United States, very far away from South Carolina, where most of the Baker stuff took place on – on a PTL Praise the Lord television. Um but what I was Isn't a kid Isn't
0: that PTLT? Anyway. P-
1: maybe yeah. Maybe just PTL. <laughs> PTL. Uh, when I was a kid I read Jim Baker's book what that he wrote in prison because he was convicted of fraud and went to prison. This big scandal, and I read his book when it came out in like 1991
0: or 92. Oh, okay.
1: Maybe he was 94, because I feel like I was 11 or 12, but that's how, that's the age I always say I was when I read books. I'm like, <laughs> I couldn't have read every book when I was 11 or 12. But I read a lot of books in that if age. If
0: you are right? like our daughter, it's very it's possible. so true.
1: I mean, when you're homeschooled, and your parents are taking you to the library a lot. You read whatever is lying around, and so I, I guess my dad had this book called "I Was Wrong" by Jim Baker, and so I read it cover to cover, and I was like, "Well, that's interesting." And I obviously there was no visual of Tammy Faye in it, but his wife was pretty well known for you know what we'd say is typical of you know televangelist women at this point, mm-hmm. which is lots of makeup, big hair, lots of accessories. Flashing clothes. Pink hair? That was Jan Crouch. Oh, okay. Okay, Jan Crouch was another you know, who sort of like modeled herself on Tammy Faye I eventually. I But yeah, and Tammy Faye, you know, ended up becoming very well known for her makeup in particular. Mm. In popular culture in some really like upsetting ways. Um, so I'm happy to hear that you didn't like say anything mean about Tammy Faye. You were just like, she had a striking persona. And I was like, Uh okay, that's nice, Chris, but you're not being terrible about her and her makeup. But yeah, so I knew all Jim's side of the story. And so maybe that's why I really liked watching this documentary, Eyes of Tammy Faye, when I saw it. Now, I wasn't the only person who was really into this documentary. Jessica Chastain, you know, this very famous actress, watched it while she was like... On tour for one of her big movies, and was like, "I really want to, I really want this story to be out in the world, and I'd love to play Tammy, which is really fascinating." Uh But going back to the documentary, um, it has okay. So the documentary has a very famous narrator. Do you know who it is? I
0: do know who it is. Okay, tell the listeners. It is RuPaul.
1: RuPaul is
0: the narrator of the documentary about.
1: (laughs) Jamie Tammy Faye. Um, and by the way, RuPaul is a wonderful narrator, wonderful narrating voice. Um, and do you know who directed it? No. And produced it? These two guys, and I'm going to, I'm, I'm trying, I have to look up their names because I don't remember. Okay. These two men, their names are Fenton Bailey and Randy Barbado, And they are partners, like creative partners mm-hmm. and... Partner partners. Okay. And do you know what they're most famous for?
0: Uh, adult films. No. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> 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 I don't know. I was just like, what. who's the last people in the world you would expect to do yeah, a documentary? Kind of similar,
1: but uh, they are the production company that c- helped create RuPaul's Drag Race, which oh, is like huh. one of the most popular television shows, um, which came out after this documentary, of course. Okay. Uh-huh. And so, To me, that's fascinating. Oh, wow. Yeah.
0: That wasn't even like on our radar when we watched it. Oh, no, no, no. No.
1: Um, I've actually never seen an episode of RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, Your
0: sister would be so ashamed of you. I know. So true.
1: A lot of people are probably ashamed of me right now. Um, But yeah, I just think that's so fascinating. And and growing up like (laughs) conservative Christian... Um, I don't know. Did you grow up hearing about the gay agenda a lot, uh-huh. Crispin? Yeah, yeah. Like uh, that right. was definitely a thing. Mm-hmm. Like the gay agenda is coming for us. The gay agenda is coming for I was like, the gay agenda was making a documentary about Tammy Faye, who is a very <laughs> religious, still very much a Christian, and like portrays her in a very sympathetic light. Like that mm-hmm. was the gay agenda. I don't know. It's just really funny to rewatch the documentary. It's like a Trojan horse through that lens. <laughs> Now, I remember still being in very conservative, like just graduating from Multnomah Bible College, going to a very conservative church, watching this documentary, and I was very much struck by how Tammy Faye was somebody who, you know, just rubbed shoulders with everybody in the religious right. You know, Pat Robertson is in the documentary, Jerry Falwell Sr. plays a huge role in the documentary. And they talk about the gay agenda and all this stuff. And she's just like, no, like God loves everybody and God doesn't make no trash. Like that's something she Mm, says, you know? And it's fascinating because, and we'll get to like the new movie in theaters and how it kind of picks up on this thread. Um, You know, these two producers, directors were really drawn to her and they viewed her as like the original drag queen. That's what Mm -hmm. they think of Tammy Faye as the original drag queen because of, like, sort of the armor she wears out in the world. Her hair, her wigs, her makeup, everything. And underneath it all is just this core of, like, tenacity and sweetness and goodness and resilience. And this just, like, God made me like this and God didn't make no trash is kind of like what she's trying to tell the world. Mm-hmm. And I just like, that's kind of beautiful, right? Mm-hmm. In a way, uh, just to think about Tammy Faye like that. So, anyways, do you have any questions? Well, yeah,
0: I was wondering, first of all, how do you know that that's what they thought of her?
1: Oh, because they said that in
0: interviews. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was wondering. Yeah. So it is, I mean, how how did she beca- i mean i guess we're getting ahead of ourselves i'm curious how she she you said she was rubbing shoulders with a lot of people in the religious right and the moral majority mm-hmm. so then how did she end up being this icon for drag queens
1: yeah so that's the thing like i in my memory i filled in a lot of gaps but there's like no drag queens in the documentary uh-huh. there's very few references actually to her um, interaction with gay people, but the few there are, are like very historically significant. So mm. for instance, I think it was like in 1983, I could be getting the date wrong.
0: Okay.
1: On their like evangelical uh-huh. talk, talk show, she interviewed like a gay Christian man with AIDS and like had to do it through a TV screen. Like he wasn't actually in the studio because he was undergoing chemotherapy um, but she interviewed him for her tv show right and they had this satellite ptl was like the first christian network to have this huge satellite they were like the fourth largest broadcasting station in the world at this time in the early 80s like
0: whoa you know uh-huh, we haven't been yeah.
1: born yet right like, who yeah who you and so like yeah we don't know about this stuff but they so 20 million people you know could access this wow and she just was like what was it like when you told your parents, you know, you were huh. gay? And and he said like, his his dad said, you'll always be my son and held his hand. And she started crying. Tammy Faye started crying. Mm. was like, I, I'm just so happy to hear your parents do that. Mm. Like we as Christians should be the first people to do that to our kids. And mm. she was sort of saying, I, I can't believe like Christians are afraid to hug people with AIDS. Like we should mm. be the first to hug people. And this is like when nobody would even uh-huh. be in the same room as someone with AIDS because right. they're so afraid of getting it. Yeah. So like, that's very, very revolutionary, which is obviously why these Hmm. two producers decided to do a show. But it wasn't like, it's not a huge portion of the documentary at all. Uh And so it was just kind of interesting how these little things were just so revolutionary. Now that all kind of coincided with uh, Jerry Falwell senior sort of getting a little dissatisfied with how popular Jim and Tammy Faye were getting with their huge radio station. Now, Jerry Fowler had his own university, you know, he had all uh-huh. of this stuff going on. He did not have a very successful like television industry. Mm. And so um, that right around when Tammy was starting to do things like having gay people with AIDS mm-hmm. on her show, um, some scandals came out about Jim and an affair he had had, and he had sort of been set up by a friend and, Jerry Falwell Jr. was like, I mean, Sr. was like, okay, this is going to come out in the press. So, why don't you just resign from the board? I'll swoop in and take over for about six weeks or so. We'll make sure everything looks great. Then, you know, you can apologize and come back. And, like, that's the way we'll keep mm-hmm. all your PTL. The other thing that makes this so all complicated is that they were in the business of, like, creating a Christian theme park, Oh
0: yes, (laughs)
1: Heritage USA. Which, Uh by the way,
0: I had forgotten about that. It's in the documentary, right?
1: Barely. Okay, like like, there's too much of the story Uh to fit in the documentary. So, so Jim and Tammy Faye started off just very much like they did puppet shows. They did all that, and then Jim would just get into these big ideas and get like totally overwhelmed with like the amount of money takes to do these projects so he was Uh always in the hole they were always Mm. fundraising Mm -hmm. they they did like the third most popular theme park in america for the short while it was open it was only behind like disneyland oh my gosh it was wild
0: and it was a christian theme park christian
1: theme park called heritage usa i would like to do a deep dive on that whole thing (laughs) but we can't right now i I mean too many questions that title alone is such a dog whistle Uh and you could like be in bible times Mm. and they had a water park Oh the water park gosh. was the most popular portion of the theme park. That's not Can you imagine these Christians just lying down waters? What nights?
0: I what I think is so weird about this in my mind is televangelists were always, they were so obsolete in my mind. Like okay. they just were like put on TV mm-hmm. because some Christian radio, you know, sort of like that, that person that like has the 3 a.m. slot on like the local Christian radio station. They're nobody. They're just doing it. Passion Project. And so I think it's hard for me to keep in mind that this was like, what, multi-million dollar outfits, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's so true. Like, I don't think my parents, we did not watch right, yeah, TV. Mm-hmm. We did not do any of that.
0: Right, I mean, I think by but the again, time... we were
1: post-Jim and Tammy Faye, which exactly. might have a lot to do with it because mm-hmm. their public feeling was so public. Mm-hmm. And it all happened, like, pretty fast, so... Right,
0: I mean, Televangelist has a... Like, even in the evangelical world, televangelist is like a disparaging term,
1: very negative connotation, right?
0: But I guess when in the 70s and 80s, it wasn't yet,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, Pat Robertson, you know, people conservatives of still look to him in some ways, you know, yeah, yeah, um, but he's kind of like the last vestige of that kind of mm-hmm. television. Ministry, so so you know Jim and Tammy Faye just started very small with puppets. They actually started the Seven Hundred Club. Then Pat Robertson took it over. This is like a theme mm. in their life. They would mm-hmm. start stuff, and they're then Pat very, would swoop in. Yeah, they're very, <laughs> they're very charismatic. Okay, and you know I th- sort of see some Dolly partness in Tammy mm-hmm. Faye. You know I see. Some oh overlap yeah, totally. There. Um, and, to
0: talking about theme parks.
1: Yep, exactly. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of overlap there. Uh, and Tammy Faye, like she she kind of went. Wanted to be like Betty Boop, which is interesting. Hmm. Um, but she was also like, this is who I am. So it's hmm. really hard, you know, to know hmm. what's what's all going on there. So they were building this theme park. The parts that were built were very successful. They had to fundraise like a million dollars a week just to keep all the lights on. by this point... In the 80s, you know, they were living in a very lavish house on the grounds, I believe, of the theme park. And they had built all this housing for other people, including, like, their parents and, you know, mm. teen moms and all this stuff, right? <laughs> and so, like, the lavishness of their house, I mean, Tammy Faye would be like, yeah, but we also built, like, five houses for all these other people. So, mm. it's all very complicated, uh-huh. very sticky. Um, And so, right when this scandal is about to break, Jerry Falwell Sr. is like, yeah, just let me take over, and and this is, like, right after they'd helped, like, Ronald Reagan's campaign, all this mm. stuff, and Jim Baker's like, sure, let's do it, and I guess Tammy Faye was like, don't trust him, don't trust him, mm. so the last time they were ever, like, on PTL was just this sort of, like, we're here to say we're sorry, and we love you, and Tammy Faye, like, sang this song about, you know, God's gonna come through for them, and then, like, Jerry Falwell Sr. just takes over.
0: Everything mm-hmm.
1: and like you
0: say that like it's surprising. Well, I know it's, it's like it's like
1: a thriller almost. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. Like listen to this. So they the architect or what developer guy, Roy Messner, who had been working on their theme park for them. Mm-hmm. Jerry Falwell Sr. tells him like, "Hey, I just like I want to keep take care of the bakers. Like, just tell them what are their salaries, and mm. I'll we'll just take care of them. You know, like." Mm. That's fine. And so he had the developer go to Tammy Faye and be like, hey, just write down like the board approved salary, write down, you know, so it was like $300,000 a year for Jim Baker, $100,000 a year for Tammy, like a maid and, Mm -hmm. you know, all this Mm -hmm. stuff. And so she gives that to the developer. He gives it to Jerry Falwell and he goes straight and calls a press conference and reads the list and says, this is what Tammy Faye has demanded from us. Does this sound like oh somebody gosh. who was repentant? This sounds like somebody who was full of greed and avarice. Like, this does, like, the Lord has told me, like, Jim and Tammy cannot come back to this ministry. Like,
0: uh-huh. I have chills! Oh my gosh.
1: Like, juice uh-huh. Just think, like... Can you believe it? And so, like, Jim and Tammy Faye were at home watching the press conference, and Jim was like, everything's over. Mm. Like, everything is over. And then he ended up going to court. He got convicted of fraud because, you know, they were using some of the funds that he was saying on air were going to go towards these buildings, this theme park. You know, they use Mm. it for other things. Um, And people were like, even, like, the reporters who had sort of Broken all the stories, including, like, not all the money is accounted for. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's this Playboy Centerfold says she had an encounter with Jim and it was, you know, sexual assault, all this stuff. Even the reporter, when he was asked, like, do you think, what do you think is going to happen in this court case? He's like, I don't know. He's like, I really don't think there'll be any, like, jail time for him or anything like that. But it's really up to the judge. Huh. But guess how many years in prison Jim Baker got? Five? Forty-five. He said it's a forty five years in prison. Whoa! Like that's a lot,
0: Uh and I
1: think it speaks to more of like the culture of wanting to punish greedy televangelists Uh than it does. Like everybody was floored. Everybody Mm. was shocked. Like that's Mm. a very big Mm -hmm. number. And here, okay, do I seem like the kind of person that is going to defend televangelists (laughs) with really nice homes? No. No, never. Okay, I just need you to like yes. uh-huh. set the record straight, right? Yeah, because I kind of think what they did wasn't that bad. Hmm. If I'm being perfectly honest, hmm. and I maybe I've just been like totally impacted by these movies about Tammy Faye, hmm. but it's like they raise 150 million dollars a year and like use three million of it for themselves, hmm. and so like legal experts and people who have looked at the case afterwards are like. Who would do that? Who would go to all that trouble? Uh And they didn't have like the money in their bank. You know, it just went to all the houses they built. And, Mm -hmm. you know, yeah, Tammy bought some fur coats, but it's like she got the idea from Pat Robertson's wife who Mm -hmm. wears a mink coat. Mm -hmm. And, you know, people are like, if you go to Dr. Dobson's house, if you go to Mm -hmm. Pat Robertson's house, you go to Jerry Falwell Sr.'s house. Like Uh they live lavishly, Mm -hmm. lavishly. So why was it?
0: Why was it Jim and -hmm. Tammy Faye that went down? Mm
1: -hmm. It's because somebody needed to go down. Mm. And the thing is, Jim went to prison, but Tammy was, like, the one who was, like, just mocked and belittled and just, you know, she was kicked out, basically, of every church. You know, all these late-night talk shows made fun of her. Comedians made fun of her. They made fun of her weight. They made fun of her makeup. They made fun of her voice. They made fun of – they said she was stupid. Jerry Falwell Mm. Sr. said, like, her elevator doesn't go to all the floors, you you know, just Mm -hmm. this constant mocking and Uh belittling. And what's so fascinating to me is like most of us, if we even thought about Tammy Faye, we'd have this really negative image of her. If it wasn't for these two gay men Uh who decided to make a documentary. Hmm. I just find that really interesting. Uh Yeah. And I'm sure she would be happy with it. She was very much into the documentary. I believe it came out in 2000 and she ended up dying of cancer in 2007. And, um, Yeah, from what I can tell, she really liked it. She was very much a part of the process. She loved the camera. She loved being on camera. Uh-huh. And she liked being able to, you know, tell her side of the story. And there's a very mm. beautiful moment in the documentary where she talks about basically her, like, she was so angry at Jerry Fowell mm-hmm. that she felt like she was basically carrying him on her back. Like he was like huh. a dead person and she was carrying him on her back. And she finally was like, and I decided to forgive him. I had to mm. let him go. And you could tell, like, huh. in the in the documentary, she meets the journalist who basically broke all these stories, and she was like, why did you do this? Why did you do this? Uh-huh. He was like, can I have your autograph? She's like, sure. And she, like, wrote <laughs> her autograph, and she uh-huh. was like, I forgive you. And, like, by the end, they're, like, hugging and stuff. And, uh-huh. you know, anybody who meets her, you know, would basically end up just falling in love with her. But mm. now, I don't know if she was innocent. Like, I don't know if she knew all mm. of it, but... I don't think she knew the ins and outs, Mm -hmm. nor do I think it ever crossed her mind that they were in it for themselves. They were a part of this horrible prosperity gospel that was like, God bless when God blesses you. Like, use God's blessings and and accept it for yourself, Mm -hmm. too.
0: Yeah, well, and I, I th- even as you said that, I'm like, you know, I think that there are so many ministries that operate that way, mm-hmm. right? It's not just televangelists, and there are lots of ways that people, uh, you know, justify things to themselves about how money is used and not used, and, um, you know, uh, we don't have to go on record and say anything about any local ministries, but... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think that just comes up a lot. Did you want to do a 30-second rundown? Because I have 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 a, I, uh, I, have a, I have a question.
1: Okay, okay. So let's do a 30-second rundown of the new movie. Because yeah, yeah. the new movie is not a documentary. It's just a, kind of like a straight-up biopic. So you mm-hmm. might do it in 30 seconds. So here's a 30-second recap of the new film, The Eyes of Tammy Faye, starring Jessica Chastain. Okay, Tammy Faye is born in like a little town in Minnesota to very, very, very Pentecostal parents. Her mom, like, had her before she, like, and then divorced and then the new family. Anyways, all of this turns into Tammy doesn't really feel loved by God, is not allowed to go to their Pentecostal church because she's like, reminds people that it's from her mom's former time. She ends up going to church anyways gets slain in the spirit gets a lot of attention for it so that's supposed to foreshadow something. She meets Jim Baker at a college, a Bible college in Minnesota, they fall in love, they get married, they decide to start this little ministry and she's just there to like support Jim, to hold him up and then but she's very creative, very silly, does the puppets. Then, you know, they end up meeting uh Pat Robertson, doing the 700 Club. And then she starts to see like, wow, we could be big too, Jim. If we tried, we could start our own thing. So then they start their own thing, PTL. It's very, very successful. They have two kids, like this their whole thing. Then all the SHIT starts to hit the <laughs> fan. Through it all, Tammy is singing. You know, she mostly does the singing part. People love her. Um, she connects to people. and She just keeps saying, I just want to like talk about real things and real problems. And um, she ends up doing the stress of all of like... You know, Jim's affair, the money stuff. She ends up getting addicted to Ativan, which she says she didn't know was addictive. Mm. She ends up overdosing and has to go to the Betty Ford rehab center. Mm. The new film says that she sort of had an affair, almost an affair with this guy, which is what caused Jim to like have an affair with this other person. All this stuff. She ends up sticking by Jim through it all. Even when he goes to prison, finally divorces him after he's been in prison for a few years. And the film kind of ends with her being invited ten years after all the disgrace. Um, you know, she tries to get a few TV shows, doesn't work. She ends up going back and singing at Oral Roberts University, and it kind of ends with her huh. uh, singing a song at Oral Roberts University. Um, my my eyes have seen the glory, which is so weird. And there's uh-huh. like this big American flag in the back. So that's kind of how that. Yeah,
0: okay, yeah. That's kind of
1: that's kind of the story, and okay. it's cool because it goes from her like. Being, you know, Jessica Chastain plays her from like a very young, doe-eyed, not very much makeup Tammy Faye Mm. all the way to you know in her late fifties Tammy Faye, Mm -hmm. which is pretty amazing to watch. Yeah, honestly, hair and makeup alone, I'm like, Uh oh, that's Oscar worthy. I think. Yeah.
0: What did you walk away with? Like you said, it was a it was the most Christian movie you've seen in a long time. Yes,
1: because I kept wondering, like, was there going to be a time because they'll show Tammy when she's super overwhelmed, Mm. you know, she prays and she prays to God. And, um, you know, at one point they, she hears a voice back, which is kind of her own voice, which is like, I want you to be on TV, Tammy. You know, so you're like, okay, Uh is this just her talking to herself? Well, they don't do do that the rest of the time. And they never, I don't know, they never make her seem like she wasn't legitimately just a person of faith doing the best they could, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And so it's just really... I'm not used to seeing that. You're Mm. used to seeing, like, even Jim Baker, they didn't really portray him as somebody who was doing it all as a scam. I think he seemed kind of complicated. Mm. And his affect and his Christianese was so much worse than Tammy's. Mm. But at the same time, it's not saying, like, these people didn't believe a word of what they're saying. Mm -hmm. It wasn't that at all. And so, therefore – everything they said is like Bible verses, you know <laughs> uh-huh. you know what I mean? Everything yeah. they sang is uh-huh. Christian song. Like there's a really beautiful part near the end where Tammy Faye is like, my favorite Psalm is Psalm 91. And it says, you know, God will gather you under his wings, like mm. and will protect you. And mm-hmm. it's just like a beautiful image of somebody who's been so beaten mm. and battered by the world. This, this image of God as a mother, mm. uh, like a mother bird, right. Who uh-huh. keeps you under their wings. It's like, that's really beautiful. Yeah. But what was so interesting, I was like, I was really caught up in the moment. I was like, so beautiful. She got to, she got, you know, she never felt like she could go back to church because those people had hurt her so badly and cast mm-hmm. her out so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the, she does get invited to Oral Roberts University and sings this song, but then it's like this horrible Christian nationalist song with right. the American flag in the background. And I was like-
0: At a horrible Christian college. Yes.
1: And that's how the movie ends. Uh-huh. And in the movie, like she- ends up in her mind, she has this beautiful choir behind her and all this stuff, but that's not really happening. It's just her singing oh, the song, huh. but people are loving it. Yeah, yeah. So it's just sort of like, huh? it's very, It. the end I was like, what?
0: Well, what was it like for you to hear all those Christian verses and all the Christianese?
1: Well, it's interesting. I I, I liked it. Like when Tammy said Bible verses, I'm like, this is somebody who read their Bible all the time and who mm-hmm. believes it. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. The, the interesting thing is, Tam- well Jim's tag really famous tagline which he ended every show was God loves you. He really does. Mm. God loves you. He really <laughs> really does. And they just uh-huh. like say that every time. Yeah. And even like when they're being interviewed for like when all the scandals are breaking out everything if they're on if they're being interviewed, you know, by Good Morning, you know, whatever. Mhm. They t- the-, the today I don't even remember. They would be like, "Wait, can we say one more thing?" God loves you. He really does. You know? Mm-hmm. And it's just so interesting. Like, huh. what is that about? It's a, it's a really good movie for somebody like me who just wants to have, like, a clear answer. Like, is this a good person or a bad person? Or the okay. way my mind works, is this a good Christian or a bad Christian? It's uh-huh. like, it's just a Christian mm. who's very, very complicated. Mm. But I really resonate with them does that make mm-hmm. sense because yeah. i'm very much a christian uh-huh. and so there's something about tammy Faye that i'm just like i love her yeah. I love her
0: did they did this piece about like being like having a connection the slight connection to the lgbtq community come up in the movie
1: yeah in the movie they definitely show her you know doing that interview and they also show like how the moral majority was sort of forming around them Mm. at that time. Um, But they didn't do, they didn't do a ton of that. In fact, the documentary does a bit more um, in the documentary. It shows that like after she got divorced and stuff, she did have a few little TV shows and one was with a gay co-star and um, the documentary crew followed her. as She went, and caught up with him because their show had, had ended and um, she was just talking to him because his partner had just died of AIDS. And, mm. you know, she was saying, I loved him so much and I'm so sorry. And, um, you know, her gay co-star was sort of like, you know, I think her religious beliefs made it so that she didn't really like approve or whatever. He's like, but Tammy loved me and, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. didn't stop her from that. So that's all sort of like.
0: Right. So that was my that's kind of like leading up to this question I have. Yeah. Which is you're talking about how there's this, you know, I think that there's this way the way that you're describing her, a lot of people thought of her as really simple minded. yes. And you're saying that's not necessarily the case. And you were saying or like that's not what you think. And you were saying earlier, you were telling me earlier today uh, in the car about how Jim Baker would say God likes you, he or God loves you, yeah. he really, really does. And that's that was basically her sort of like approach to everyone, including people in including like the gay men that she knew.
1: Yeah. And so in the movie when when like Jerry Falwell is saying something about the gay agenda, you know, and she'd just be like, Oh, well, I don't really think it's our place, you know. Right. To judge. And she's like, America's for them too, you know? And he's like, What? And Jim's huh. like, Please stop talking about this, you know? Yeah. And so I was telling you, like, I think Tammy Faye was just taking it literally. Mm. She's like, we say in our show every day, God loves you. He really does. Mm -hmm. And so I think God loves gay people because they're people. And Mm -hmm. so, and she was also said multiple times in the documentary, like, it's not my place to judge who goes to hell. She's like, I, you know, I think, I think Jerry Fowler is going to have to reckon with God, but it's not my job to judge him, you know, Uh, or to say uh he's going to heaven or hell. So I'm like, yeah, she took it. it, In all the ways. Mm. And in some ways, it's just so much more refreshing. Like, I'm like, I don't know if Jim Baker believed that God really did love everybody. Because he didn't act like it in his life. Mm -hmm. But Tammy did. Mm
0: -hmm. You know? Right. And I was thinking about that piece of, like, like that something that, like, white Christian women can do sometimes (laughs) is, like, take that approach where it's, like, I'm not going to – like, I'm going to – I'm going to love everyone or something like that right in this very genuine way that also is sort of like a political.
1: Yeah, and so I think that is the difference between a lot of people who who maybe quietly Believe, you know, agree mm. or just wish they could keep politics out of it. Cause Tammy Faye did say that in the movie too. Like, you know, let's just keep politics out of it. But then she went ahead and did these
0: right I, radical the, things. Right. Then know, when like, you said like that, she had a TV show with a gay co-star. Yeah. I'm like, okay, well that is yeah, like, that is political.
1: It's true. And I'm sure there's more to all that, that we just don't even know about as far as like, yeah, her relationship to the gay community and, and what she, she meant a lot to the gay community. Mm. And so I think that's something to pay attention to. Mm, Does that make mm -hmm. sense? Yeah, yeah. I don't quite get it because it doesn't seem like a ton, but that's what's so sad. Mm. That is how low the bar was. And this is something I was trying to articulate to myself. But like Tammy Faye kind of busts the illusion that nobody in evangelical spaces has been for gay people ever. That it's Mm. always been this monolith of the gay agenda, the gay agenda, the gay agenda. I think Tammy kind of just, like, ruins those of us who maybe want to believe that because it's a little easier, like, well, nobody was speaking out. Nobody mm. was for gay people. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, Tammy Faye Baker was, like, hmm. there, everybody had the option uh-huh. to think about the ethical implications of what they were spouting. Oh, Okay, so
0: what you mean is, like, that, that if you say, like, well, everybody else believed this, like, I didn't. There was no reason for me to believe something different. You're right. Saying- so, so like
1: when we give our old churches a pass, when we give family members a pass, when we give mm-hmm. entire states a pass, right? Mm-hmm. Well, of course they're like anti-LGBTQ mm. because of the culture they grew up in. Mm. I think Tammy Faye is a really good reminder to be like, yeah, not everybody. Mm. And for that, she just means a whole heck of a lot mm-hmm. to very, very, very influential gay people, which is so interesting Uh, to me as, you know, I'm a straight white lady, but it's just, I don't know. I walked away really, I I still like the documentary better. Okay. And the two movies end really differently, Mm. which I thought was interesting. Mm -hmm. So like this, the new movie ends with her, you know, on stage alone and it totally makes her life seem like really sad and stuff at the end. Like she's poor living in these apartments and then gets invited to Oral Roberts. But, like, in the documentary, you know, she has a nice house, I think, still in Palm Springs. Nice enough. And she got remarried. Guess who she got remarried to?
0: I have no idea.
1: The developer guy. (laughs) And then he ended up going to prison for two years. And he was like, I 100% got sent to prison because I married Tammy Faye.
0: Wow. And so
1: he went to prison for two years. And um the the movie the documentary so again the movie ends with her alone uh-huh. singing on stage yeah. with, like sort of grandiose visions in her head that's not exactly accurate but the documentary ends with like Roy getting out of prison and Tammy Faye being like well we got to go get to know each other again and she puts like a do not disturb <laughs> sign on her door and she's like so excited you know uh-huh. and i'm like that's a really different <laughs> ending yes and you know so i was like why do they leave all that out of the new movie and in the new movie they add in um two elements one was her like having almost an affair with this uh like nashville music guy Mm. and you know all these allegations of jim having um like homosexual encounters Mm. so uh, so there's just there's a few differences there but Mm. you know she never says anything bad about jim ever Mm. She always is like he's not a crook. I believe, you know, I believe in him. She was just tired and tired of being alone, mm. and so you know, part of the reason she divorced him was he had a forty-five
0: year, <laughs> right? Yeah,
1: you know, but she never says a bad word about him. Um, she tries so hard to be a forgiving person, and there's this really funny quote. Her her co-star, um, I totally forget his name. The gay co-star was like, you know, when the next, like, when the Holocaust happens, there's just going to be a few things that survive, like roaches share and Tammy Faye. Like, you know, <laughs> she's a survivor, like uh-huh. in that kind of way. Uh-huh. And I just want to continue to think about like why is that why is that so meaningful to so many people who've been really hurt by the church? Like Tammy Faye is an icon of surviving the church. Mm. And what the church can do to you when you cross some boundaries. And it wasn't even about her crossing boundaries, it was about money
0: mm-hmm.
1: and power. Mm-hmm. So yeah. It's all amazing. I love. I could just <laughs> think about Tammy Faye all day. I would really recommend people to watch the new movie. I still think the documentary is better. Yeah,
0: it's really interesting thinking about this idea of like God. God likes you. God, you know, or God. God loves you. God really, He really does. You know, God doesn't make trash. Like these messages that I think like we hear a lot in the church, right? And, I right. mean, on the surface, right, we do. And I think about, like, that evangelistic message, right, of, like, wanting people to know that they're loved by God. And yet, like, it just, it's it's almost like, it's almost like that very simple theology
1: mm-hmm.
0: is, like, really important. And we're people that are, like, have have done a lot of study in, like, broader theology. Mm-hmm. And I just wonder, like, why? why do you think, I mean, if you're to just speculate, why was it for Tammy Faye that she was able to just like extend that love outside the bounds of her like theological tradition?
1: Well, because she really wanted unconditional love. Like, mm. I think that's pretty clear. That and oh yeah, there's the other thing. The new movie does is it has her mom in it as this huge theme, huh. which I wanted to talk to you about as okay. you being an attachment therapist. Basically, saying since her mom was like, You have to stay home, you can't come to church, you just remind everybody about my past, we'll get kicked mm-hmm. out of the church. Her mom is very disapproving throughout the whole film mm-hmm. of their money and their wealth. And like, Tammy tries to buy her mom a fur coat, her mom's super mad. They have this mm-hmm. beautiful house built for her parents, and her mom's just like, You know. Mm-hmm. And so I think she was always trying to earn her mom's love and mm-hmm. approval. But one thing that stood out to me is she was like, she viewed the camera as like an extension of people. So she gets to talk to people and she loves people. Mm. And she wants them to know God loves them. And she feels like Mm. God gave her a gift, you know, to Mm -hmm. communicate that to people. I was like, that's exactly what Mr. Rogers said. Right.
0: I was thinking of Mr. Rogers earlier. Yeah. Yeah. And just like,
1: Mr. Rogers is just like a hero. And Tammy Faye is like the worst of the worst of the worst Uh cultural joke, you know? And I'm just like, there's definitely some misogyny there. And there's just definitely some cultural things at play that I can't quite tease out. At the same time, I would never say PTL is anything like Mr. Rogers' neighborhood because what good is telling people that God loves them if you just spent 30 minutes telling them if you send in money to our organization, like mm-hmm. you're going to get tenfold? Mm-hmm. Y- you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And so I'm like, that is not good.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That yeah. is not good. Right. And.
0: So I think like, yeah, I was thinking about that part. But Tammy,
1: Tammy was still a Christian when it all left. Does mm-hmm.
0: that make sense? Mm-hmm. I, so I think
1: that's very impactful to me.
0: Well, yeah. And I think I, I we were talking about this today. Like, at what point did you start to question these beliefs, you know? That um, if you do good. No, actually, like, who's in and who's out. Okay. You know, I was saying, like, I remember there being, like, going to youth group and them talking about voting against gay marriage Mm -hmm. in high school. And even at that point, I was, like, skeptical. And that's what I wondered, like, because for a lot of people, it's like, oh, when I met someone that was part of that group that I'd been told about, you know, and I saw their humanity, like, that was transformative, which I think is great. Um, but I think for some people it's like, if you have experienced being like pushed out or being shamed, right. And, and being kept from going to church or whatever it is, like, I think you often can find something in yourself, like in your own experience and think about that. I don't know. I just, I've always thought about like why it wasn't like my experience was very narrow, but there were certain things about like my beliefs like that I felt really skeptical about even like that, like thinking about like why, you know, I'm not going to jump on board in terms of like voting against gay marriage. Mm-hmm. And I think that wasn't from a lot of like worldly experience. I'd like read a couple a little bit, but like I think for me it was like, I just don't trust this system because mm-hmm. I had gone through abuse Um and it's really different. But at the same time, Like, that just makes a lot of sense. I guess I'm just saying, like, I really relate to Tammy Faye in that way of, like, when you've gone through trauma and abuse, you don't trust the system, and that helps you not then trust the narratives that you're told about other people, potentially.
1: Yeah, and I think there's even a difference in, like, Jim and Tammy Faye being kind of -of run-of-the-mill prosperity gospel, Mm -hmm. you know, preachers. There's a difference in that, and the moral majority, to be perfectly honest, because the moral majority had a very strategic political plan, Mm. which Jim and Tammy Faye did not. And, you know, if they had been able to step back and think about what they were doing financially and politically and all that, you know, Mm -hmm. things could have calmed down a little bit. But, like, Tammy was like, why would we spend our time, like saying who's going to hell, Mm -hmm. you you know, like, that's not what we do. Uh And so that's kind of how I was more growing up. Like, that's not what we need to spend our time talking about. Uh You know what Uh I mean? Like, people need to hear about Jesus. Like, Mm -hmm. I still thought many, many people had never heard of Jesus. (laughs) Right, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) And that's true. I mean, Jesus is not really mentioned a ton, In these narratives, which is fascinating to me. Well, it
0: sounds like a very touched by an angel, sort of like, God loves you.
1: (laughs) No, do it again. Do the Monica Irish accent. I
0: can only do it in a very soft voice. Okay. God loves you. I don't know. That was
1: pretty good.
0: I'm not good at accents at all. Don't do
1: tests. You can't do
0: tests. No, No. I'm not going to. Okay. (laughs) Uh, I'll, I'll do Andrew.
1: Andrew, <laughs>
0: just say something in a somber voice. Don't
1: even bring up Andrew to right? me. Isn't that my first real crush? Mm-hmm. The angel of death,
0: the angel of death who died. <gasps>
1: but What's you know, I think it? there
0: is that piece of like God loves you. Like we just want to tell you that, and God wants you to be happy and rich too. That's true. But I think within that, like I'm already like...
1: talking myself out of the Tammy love. <laughs> 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 it just
0: is so interesting it's, it does bring up that question you said like the documentary and the movie were like this is woman that was kind of doing the best that she could you mm-hmm, know mm-hmm. and that is always like such a good question like what not, not what's the best you can do but it's just always a question right because there are there are people in all these different contexts and it's just like that was her context and she was able to step out and be affirming in some way yeah Um, it's
1: it's interesting like even now like i i put on twitter yesterday i went and saw the guys of tammy faye and which by the way i put on false eyelashes a ton of eye makeup had myself a ball me and the four elderly lesbians who were there wearing their aclu sweatshirts which again that shows me like this is important to communities who have had to pay attention to what stupid Christians are doing on their television shows and their radio programs. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm sure, you you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so I'm just like, I I, I like her. But people on Twitter were like, oh my gosh, why would you go see that? Like, I just cringe to think of her. Mm. And I would cringe to think of like her story being told again. And Mm. I was like, I freaking love her. Uh I, I would encourage those people to watch the movie.
0: How come you got to go see the good movie?
1: Well, because I'm me. Yeah, I'm obsessed with Tammy Faye, as that's you know. That's
0: true, I know. Right? So, uh, that's why. I had to see... Well, you would
1: have put on false eyelashes? I could have. Well, hey, you get to see the next one. Do you want to tell people what the next one is?
0: Yes, that's my point. Okay, you know, I... you're
1: excited. That's true, I am excited. Don't even.
0: I am excited to see the Christian music. I don't even know what it's called. What is it called? Jesus music?
1: Christian film music. Called Jesus Music. <laughs> yes. And Chris was like, let's get a babysitter. Let's go together. I was like, no. Cause I don't want to. Second, that would ruin the podcast.
0: Yes, that's true. Uh I in, really don't want to see in it. In preparation. Oh my gosh. In preparation for that movie, we for this month.
1: You blasted colored people by DC Talk all throughout the house today just to bother me.
0: No, because we have to prepare. We're gonna do that for our Patreon only episode. Colored people? Yes. We're talking
1: about colored people.
0: We were talking about Jesus Freak the Album.
1: You did not tell me this. Yeah,
0: we talked about no! this. Okay, that's what we're doing in preparation for that. Oh. We're going to do Jesus Freak the Album.
1: I have a better idea. I think Wait. I think our patrons should just get to choose which horrible Christian film to watch. We'll talk about this off pod. <laughs> <laughs> we can't have a fight on, on the podcast. <laughs> 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 Listeners, chime in. What should we do?
0: <laughs> so this doesn't do with scheduling. That's true. So if you are a if you if you are a Patreon member or want to become one, you are gonna get to vote on what terrible Christian movie we should watch that's already been released in the past. Right. We're definitely thinking about this movie called Courageous, mm-hmm. uh, which is the Kendrick Brothers. Um they're one of their first ones that came out like 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Because now they have the legacy edition. I don't know if that's what it's called. But white middle class men. Courageous.
1: Courageous the movie. The legacy.
0: Love their legacies. Yes, they do. So become a Patreon. Tell us what to watch that. But yeah, we have other things that are coming out in theaters. Uh, that we want to see and keep talking about. We said we, we didn't know what we were going to do with this podcast, and then we were like, let's just start seeing Christian movies in theaters I'm talking about and
1: it. it. there's a shocking amount. There's so yeah. much else. I mean, there's the Way Down Workshop documentary mm-hmm. on HBO. There's, uh, there's uh, I think, a film about Polly Murray on Netflix. So they're not all going to be Christian movies of the same ilk. So don't worry. Don't tremble with fear. Little mm-hmm. listeners, we're not going to just talk about terrible movies. Like today, we talked about two really interesting movies, mm-hmm. and I would highly encourage you to watch both of them. Um, Crispin, where can people find you on the internet?
0: K underscore underscore Mayfield. Just look me up Crispin Mayfield on Twitter with a K. How
1: come you didn't just do Crispin Mayfield?
0: Because it was already taken, I think.
1: Who is this other Crispin Mayfield? No no,
0: Why didn't I? Why I didn't
1: it. you? <laughs> For the I rest of your know. life on the podcast, you have to say underscore underscore Mayfield. Right. Yeah, but I he's am, the only Christian with the K out there. He's right. real cute. He's a little beard. You'll find, find him.
0: Mm-hmm. And he has a
1: he has a book coming out in February, which I just had to tell him, like, dude, your book isn't even on your website.
0: Right. I how probably, are
1: <laughs> How are people supposed to find out anything? And your book is not even. He's like, I've been waiting for my marketing. I'm like, I'm your marketing team. Listen to me.
0: She is. She's good at marketing.
1: This has been the whole plan.
0: Mm-hmm. I just
1: make an idiot of myself on the internet for ten years. And then you get to swoop in and ride my coattails and ride a really good buck.
0: Well, I don't know if it's a really good buck, but it does make... Uh, the internet easier. <laughs> so I don't
1: agree with I'm you. I'm like there. your mosh pit person. What do they call that? Who's the elbows person?
0: Oh, I have no idea. I was gonna say wingman.
1: I'm the elbows guy of the mosh pit the of the el- internet. <laughs> okay. And I'm just like, Oh, oh, oh Making away for Crispin. Yeah. Is that I don't is know that true? If that's
0: a thing, it is it, a thing. It is I mean it's true. You so do that. you
1: can do your hardcore dancing. It's
0: true. You can do that on the internet.
1: <laughs> I'm Dio Mayfield on all the social media platforms. You can join our Patreon for like $1.50. It really helps.
0: Mm-hmm. And we, our podcast is also on the things. And we don't tweet a ton, but when we do, it is right up your alley. In terms
1: of, in terms who are you talking
0: of? to I don't know yeah. he's like, like if you're listening to this podcast you probably <laughs> like the things that we tweet about which is mostly just evangelical culture things. yeah so.
1: weird Christian Twitter but like in a good way
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. it sounds like you have some beef with weird I Christians I do but we can't get into you, it we can't get into it
1: <laughs> who do or, I not have beef with Tammy Faye well I do a little bit
0: yeah, anyways right. thanks
1: for listening bye
0: Thanks for listening to the Prophetic Imagination Station podcast. You can always send us an email at propheticimaginationstationgmail.com. At you can find us on all the socials, and you can also join our Patreon community for as little as $1.50 a month. There you can hear extra episodes where we talk about things like Brio Magazine and Wow 1999. Thanks for listening.